There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Namaste. Hey. <laughs> We're talking about what yoga today. We're talking about <laughs> yoga today. Oh, okay. Namaste. Hey. There we go. So just so y'all know, I brief Trey on the subject like right before we come in here because it's more authentic that way. And then you, cause if I tell him too soon, the subject we're talking about, he starts to want to talk about it. And then I'm like, no, pause. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Say that tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, show. but I don't know what I said. I'm like, so I end up just waiting and telling him most of the time that's worked out. So it's a surprise for you and me. Yes. So today we're talking about yoga. All right. And how we got started a little bit, just a little bit. And I'm going to talk about some of the history. I got started because of you. I'm going to talk about some of the history, talk about some of the benefits of yoga, why someone would want to do it, and also a little bit of how. But remember, this is not a full yoga class. This is the Cliff Notes version. I want to give y'all- How would we do a class on a podcast? Well, technically I could. But I want to give people a third grade level on this so that then it just gives you kind of that little appetizer so that you then want to go and do your further research. Can and we talk about yoga pants? Trade loves yoga pants. What guy doesn't love yoga pants? There are some days that yoga pants are not all that working, but most of the time 
I think yoga pants are good. They're always working on you. All right. Trade likes my yoga pants. So I started doing yoga back in 2006. I got certified to teach body flow. Okay. That's when body flow came. Yes. That was Tai Chi. Well, so body flow is a Les Mills workout. So it's pre-choreographed. So I had to go through a weekend training and then I had to learn this full routine and then I had to submit a video of me teaching it. God, I hated all those Les Mills things you did. Ugh. Every quarter you had a I'm new video so come out. I'm so sorry they had such a negative effect on you. <laughs> they gave me so much purpose <laughs> and direction at that time in my life and it was good. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was a sensitive subject. It was a sensitive subject. I will never regret I didn't my say journeys. I regretted it. Well, I'm just... I can not like something but not have any regrets. That's because not even a letter. You know, just because you have commitment issues and I think I can do everything that is presented to me doesn't mean that you don't have to like what I'm doing. Weren't we talking about yoga? Yes. You need a namaste. I'm needed namaste. So I started doing body flow, which is a combination of yoga, tai chi, and Pilates. And for what, 12 years, every three months, I was sent a new workout that I needed to learn. And then we would go in and we would teach it. And then we would kind of mix and match. Procrastinate all the way up until the deadline. Not You'd be stressed out that week about, I got this deadline, I got to get it you done. You know, that came more towards the end. <laughs> that came more towards the end. In the beginning, I would we would have practices with our friends and... We were always trying to get those choreographed moves down. But body flow is a combination of yoga, tai chi, and Pilates. And after about 12 years of doing that, I decided, you know what? I want to learn just the yoga part. And I, I know that there's more to it because the thing is, is that in body flow, we were doing the workout to music and it wasn't to breath. And yoga sometimes... If you're doing it too fast, you're not really getting the full benefits of the exercise. And so you're just moving too fast. And if you're using the music, well, maybe there's four, eight counts that you were doing it to, and you would benefit more if you just like forgot about the music, forgot it about that more noise. like a vinas vinasana or whatever? Vinyasana? Vinyasa? What, it's when you're in that constant flow or whatever. That has nothing to do with what I was talking about. Well, I'm just saying it's easier if you're doing music with that because you're constantly flowing. If not, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. I can see where you're going with that. Thank you. Yes. There is a vinyasa flow yoga. and it That is, would be good with music because it's a continuous motion. If you were going with the beat, you could get into a flow. Yes. But as the teacher, it was hard for me to cue the proper alignment and proper setup for the pose because... I only have a few seconds between eight counts. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is later I went on to learn actual yoga. I went through a 200-hour yoga teacher training at the Woodlands Yoga Studio in the Woodlands. One weekend One every weekend month every for month. For 12 months. Yes. I remember that. Yes. And it was the most amazing thing I ever did. Absolutely loved it. And it taught me a lot. But you had some huge benefits from doing yoga, and you didn't really start until I started that yoga teacher training. I don't know if you were doing that yoga teacher training when I would go to some classes in at Villa Sport. I would do that restorative yoga when we would get on those big pads and just lay yeah. there with weights on our legs and just allow the the gravity and everything to flow. I, I enjoyed your restorative. Well, that's restorative. I couldn't move. I was I'd been like a board. Well, your restorative yoga is basically like yoga nap. 
It was great. It, you were basically <laughs> going to take a nap. I know. It was awesome. For like 50 minutes, yeah. I would l- literally get excited to go in there and almost fall asleep. But I had weights on my legs, pulling them apart. I had stuff on my arm. I mean, it was like I was in positions. We need to go back to that. We still have our Villa Sport membership. Oh, we need God. to go back to a restorative yoga. It's been a while. Well, yoga. you know how to do it now. Why don't you do one for well, us? Well, no, because yoga, restorative yoga is a specific training that you have to go through. Well, we don't need to go through more training. Okay. We See? Just pay some well, let me, let's go into some of the history of yoga. Nobody knows exactly when yoga began, but it certainly predates the written history that is about yoga. There are stone carvings that are depicting yoga figures or figures that are in a yoga pose. And these have been found in archaeological sites in the Indus River Valley dating back 5,000 years or more. All right. So what is the, is it Buddhism that's attached to yoga? You're a little bit ahead. There is a common misconception that yoga is rooted in Hinduism, but on the contrary, Hinduism religious structures evolved much later and incorporated some of the physical practices of yoga way later on. Because who can clone a movement? That's all it is, right? Right. I mean, It's a movement in breath. So who gets to say, oh, that's mine? Exactly. So there is not a single pose that you can get into with your body that is not considered a yoga pose. There's not a single position. Technically right now, we're both doing a yoga pose. We're sitting. It's called sit. (laughs) (laughs) And if we are breathing, it's it's breath away. We're sitting and breathing. We do a yoga. Right. So there there is nothing that you can get your body into and hold and breathe that's not considered a yoga pose. The amount of poses that there are are literally endless. So then how did Hinduism get attached to yoga if the movement is what you're doing? Why would Hindu say, well, this is mine? Well, they're not. What they're doing is in other religions throughout the world, they've incorporated the physical practices and ideas related to yoga into their religious beliefs. And that is because it does have an excellent way of calming your body, calming your mind, calming your spirit. And it is a perfect practice to do within any specific faith. So even as a Christian, then you have the ability to use yoga as your time of prayer, as your time of faith, as your time of meditation. So it really, it doesn't matter what faith that you have or religious beliefs that you have, you can incorporate yoga into any of it. So as a Christian myself, I wanted to learn how I could do that. And so Later, after doing a year of yoga training, I went on to a training called Holy Yoga. And this is where I got most of my teachings for today in this podcast. And I learned how to dedicate my practice to deepen my faith and to deepen my relationship with God, to give me that time. Yeah, I remember when you went to that. That was, where were we all at? In Tennessee, not Tennessee. Were you in Colorado or Tennessee? I did about six months of training online, and then we went to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. And it was a really, we went to Flagstaff, and that was close to the Grand Canyon, and it was a really, really great training. And last week on our podcast, we talked about what meditation did for me as far as some things that were, I guess you would say, prophetic or on a spiritual level, some things that I received, and how that brought us to 
our mentee. And that all started from holy yoga because I learned how to breathe properly, but in relation to deepening my faith, if that makes sense. So I learned breathing exercises in my regular yoga training, but it was just for my physical. It was just for the emotional and for the mental. So when I went to holy yoga, I learned a little bit deeper into it. So there's an approach with yoga that's passed down through the line of teachers, depending on who is teaching you. So my yoga teacher in the woodlands was a dancer. Actually, she is a dancer. She is extremely brilliant, very smart. She was really, really rooted in proper alignment and proper balance of your body. So she was always putting us into the position properly. Right pose, yeah. She very much understands anatomy and physiology. Is that the lady I met at the yoga studio in the woodlands? Uh, yeah, Sue. Sue. Sue Brooks. And she had such an impact on you because when we went in to find out some information about the yoga teacher training, Trey kind of took over and had her assess him. I'm kidding, but you did. Do you, you don't I did that? not take over, nor did I have her assess me. I was merely asking questions. You asked questions and she assessed your alignment that day. And I'm like, okay, I just came here to learn about the yoga school. Hey, but man, if I, if I went in Rome, let's but, go. I'm but, a yogi now. But, <laughs> but you learned of really great stuff and you took it home and you wanted to start doing it. So yoga means unity or to join. And Hold on, I, unity or to join? Yeah, it's like a yoking of the goal is yoga is about using discipline and effort towards goal of unity. And so there is a lot in scripture about unity, unity in Christ, unity with God. There is a lot in scripture about it. So if that's not your faith, then unity to you might mean something different. So there's lots of different things. When I was in yoga training, Sue Brooks says, a lot of people think that yoga is religion. Yoga is not a religion, but there is a philosophy behind it. And for some people, philosophy is their religion. Yoga is the movement and the breath. And then you can incorporate that movement and breath into a religion. Is that what you're saying? That's how Hinduism does. So Buddhism, Hinduism, many different religious faiths use yoga as part of their worship. Yeah, but like the Hindus like claimed it, marked it. Felt like they created it because most people that think of yoga think of Hindu. Right. It's like that's the driving concept, at least for me anyway, it was. Well. So they polarize that in some way. There's many different beliefs on whether someone should practice yoga if they are not Hindu or, Hindu or Buddha or Buddhist or whatever. I disagree with that because I believe that it's what's in my heart that matters and my intent and my purpose. And there is countless, countless scientific studies that prove that yoga is beneficial for our bodies in so many different ways. And just because someone has a different faith than me doesn't mean that I don't believe that they are smart or brilliant or don't understand the human body. The people of India are extremely smart individuals. They know the human body very well. I love their practices of Ayurvedic medicine. I love their natural approach with homeopathy. And I love what they know and have taught about yoga. So for me, I feel like there's much to learn from many different people, many different cultures, and many different walks of faith. 
And then you apply it to your own faith. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. That makes sense. So. Well um, said, Amy. <laughs> Panta, Pat, Patajali. Is that how you name it? Patanjali. Patanjali? Uh, how do you get Patajali? Panta, Panta, Where's the word? Pantatology. I don't no, have my glasses Patanjali? on. I can't see. <laughs> Some we'll of the yogis are going to laugh at I me. I like Patajali. Pan That's good. Patajali wrote somewhere between the first century BC and fifth century AD. He wrote the systems of yoga. Now, this is where people believe or say that yoga is more like a philosophy. So there's eight areas or eight steps of classical yoga, and that is restraint. So the, basically these are their principles that they're going by. So one would be restraint, refraining from violence, lying, stealing, casual sex, and hoarding. Hold on. Let's go back to one. Okay, Trey. You seriously. We can't hoard? <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? Nothing. Okay. Okay. Two, observance. Observance of purity, contentment, tolerance, study, and remembrance. Three, physical exercises. Four, breathing techniques. Five, preparation for meditation. Six, concentration, being able to hold the mind on one object for a, a specified period of time. Meditation, the ability to focus on one thing or nothing indefinitely. These are the philosophies of this particular person that created this platform? Patanjali was a scholar, and he combined the earliest texts of yoga. Okay. And these were the eight areas or eight steps. Philosophies, basically. Yes. Okay. That many people, when they are, maybe they don't have a faith, they don't have, their life has been crazy, and they start doing yoga, they may learn these eight principles and stick only by them. Got it. So maybe with your faith that you have, you may go beyond this for a different purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. So last one was absorption, the realization of the essential nature of the self. So Yoga came to the United States around the 1800s, but it didn't start getting popular until the 1960s. And it's become very well known and the benefits of yoga become... Hold well on, there's one philosophy in there that probably got broken in the 60s. Which one? Casual sex. Oh, so you were talking about... I was talking that. about hoarding. I'm just saying now we're in the 60s and there was a lot going on in the 60s. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, I guess what LSD and MDMA did that. Mm, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the 1960s, yoga was brought here and it was quickly shown that it helps with the management of stress and improving health and well-being and tons of different things, including back pain, arthritis, high blood pressure, depression. So yoga is a system of techniques that are used for a number of goals from simply managing stress, learning how to relax increasing your flexibility and becoming more self-aware and acquiring the deepest knowledge of oneself. And if you're a Christian, maybe that's to acquire the deepest knowledge of yourself in Christ. So this is like this little package that you're getting in yoga. Now, when you go to different yoga studios, there may be one philosophy that they are working through or a certain type of yoga. So it's important that you go in there making sure that they're going to align with your beliefs or your faith or your goals for what you have. If you want an overall general type of yoga, that would be Hatha yoga. 
and it's more the physical ha- element. Hatha? Hatha. Like you're hawking a loot. Hatha? Hatha. Hatha. It could be. If you're from the South, hold on, hold on, hold it's on. It's Hatha. Hold on, I'm going country now. If you're from the South, it's going to be called Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga? Hatha Yoga. Now you have to do it. Now, if you're from the North, you may say Hatha Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Hatha Yoga incorporates mindful breathing, relaxation, and meditation. It is the physical discipline of yoga. Okay. Like I said before, yoga can be thought of as philosophy, and it's the idea that by bringing a union, okay, that yoga, union, yolk, right? A union of focus between the mind and the body while simultaneously making the mind and body stronger and more flexible. We become more authentic. We're able to hear God and experience him in better ways than we ever thought before. And I think that's why when I started holy yoga, because we were more hatha yoga in my yoga training, but in my holy yoga training, there was more, it's called bhatki yoga, and that was added in to it. It's more of a devotion. Bhatki yoga is getting in touch with the Holy Spirit, and that may mean submerging with the Holy Spirit. So that's okay. So that's why hatha yoga. I guess the, the best example you gave me was... When you're in a position and you're breathing and you're opening your spirit up, it's, you're in a vulnerable place. And if you're going to be that vulnerable with your spirit, you need to align it and, and, and if you will, protect it through the Holy Spirit. And that was why you would lead off a yoga session with a, a written scripture and then you would anoint it with some oils and then you would continue through the session with instrumental Christian music and have different scriptures aligning in some of these different poses. So everything was protected and and honoring Christ through the movements we were doing. It was new to me to do it that way. But after you came from holy yoga, that's, that was more of a conceptual practice that they did that you took on when you came back and started your own. So if I were to teach in a church or my class was specifically named a faith-based yoga, then I may teach it that way. Right now, the way that I teach it is more on the Hatha yoga side. So I sometimes will have some instrumental Christian music, but sometimes not. Not everybody is in there who shares the same faith as me. So while other religions have used philosophy, this philosophy of yoga, to meet their own requirements, such as looking for God inside oneself or in their environment, the holy yoga way or a Christian approach to yoga would be to seek Christ. So that pretty much sums up your intent or your purpose or what's in the heart. I feel strong in my faith. I don't feel like I have to worry about being compromised or being swayed any other way. I feel like I can go to any yoga studio, no matter what philosophy they're teaching or what they're following, because I know scripture and I have this discernment, I can pick and choose like, oh, you know, that's something I want to follow by or or live by. That's something that I don't necessarily agree with. Okay, that's out. It's the same thing with music. Music has a way of penetrating through your heart. It's the way that it is. It always has. And there's things in music that you don't agree with and you know it's up to you to listen to it or not listen to it or listen to it and, and throw part of it out 
But yes, I mean, they're like what you're saying. You know. When you are in a space where you are calm and you're breathing and your heart is open, it is a wonderful time to really be a time of worship. I would not go into a church of Satan and get super calm and just allow whatever to flow in. Like Hit heck, me, devil. Heck no. Come on, Lucifer. Remember when Evan used to say, oh, heck no, heck no. <laughs> I just thought of that. We have a 13-year-old son, and when he was about, what, 11 years old? He was 10 or 11. And he would say, oh, heck no, heck no. Heck no. And we're like, I'm sorry, what? You say eggnog? Eggnog? Are you saying eggnog? <laughs> so funny. The awkward no, dad, heck no. The awkward stages. Okay, so if you want a good book, there's a book Here we called- go. The good book. Yoga for Dummies. There's also Yoga RX. And these are natural do-it-yourself prescriptions for good health and stress management through yoga. So if you just want to start out slow and easy on YouTube, it's 15-minute yoga with Adrian and Benji. Benji's the dog. She has a dog she in there? She has a little dog named Benji. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but she's, she's awesome. I've been doing that for the last, I don't know, month where I'd get in there and just do 15 minutes. And mainly what you're focusing on is your breath and trying to get into the movements and get deeper into them. Cause I'm like a board. I can't bend very well. And it was intimidating for me to go through the whole 45 minutes in a class. So I started slower. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy doing a full class, but I can get the 15 you, minutes in every day. Can you do more than 15 minutes? I can. I'm just working into it. I'm getting my discipline for myself daily as opposed to once or twice a week. Okay. I want to say this podcast episode is dedicated to anyone who has wanted to do yoga, but you just need to be sold on the idea. If you don't care about anything that we talked about before, disregard it. Just listen to the next part. Okay. <laughs> because you may be someone that's like, I don't care about any of that stuff. Okay. That's fine. I want you to listen to the next part of this episode because this is where I really want to sell you on it and I want to show you how. Oh, here we go. If you Doubling are someone down. who knows the physical benefits of yoga, however, you have been taught or told by maybe a religious leader or someone who is really all about the rules and regulations of faith. A Pharisee. <laughs> Stop it. And maybe you are nervous to do yoga because you are afraid of what that's going to do for your faith, then I encourage you to do a little bit more research on what I'm talking about. And I promise you it's not. God knows your heart. You're solid. You are a child of God. You are a child. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that? Okay. And the devil right. can't clone movement. Huh? You can't make movement his own. So movement and breath. Exactly. All right. Studies show that regular practice of movement, breath work, meditation helps relieve symptoms of arthritis, arterial sclerosis, chronic fatigue, diabetes, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, asthma, and even varicose veins. So I'm going to go into a little bit more of that, but we are living very stressed out lives. For some, chronic state of anxiety or worry is what shows up for their stress. So stress shows up in everybody a little bit different, but for other people, it's just a lack of peace and mind and just you're constantly in an emotional state. Everything feels mumbo jumboed and out of control and you just don't feel like you have the resources to do it. 
yoga helps on the cellular level. Every single body system is affected in a positive way. And to be honest with you, stress also has an effect negatively on the cellular level. There are body systems that will start to slow down because your body needs to preserve its energy to do other things. So your respiratory system, digestive system, muscular, cardiovascular system, lymphatic system, these are all affected by high levels of stress. So you think about stress, we've talked about it multiple times with adrenaline flowing, bloodstream, heart rate, rapid breathing, tightened muscles. You just need a little down dog. You just need a little down dog. All right. So if you're under a continuous amount of stress or even just rapid little bits of stress, yoga will help you deal with those times. And by the way, muscles can remain in a high state of tension constantly. Can or cannot? They can. Well, think about it. If you're stressed and you you hold it all in your neck, you may be somebody who holds it all in your Sitting neck. Sitting there tense all the long. Yes. And I think that's where my migraines were coming from. In fact, I know that's where they were coming from. They were coming from the back of my neck. I would get stressed. I would hold those muscles tightened. They would stay like that all day. And then I would have neck pain, which would trigger the migraines. But for we other never, people... We never realized how much the yeah. stress or anxiousness was... Actually, your thoughts were driving that train and creating this like, I don't know, bottleneck in there. So nothing was flowing. So think about this. If you were under a deep level of stress what would you do? Like, let's say it's just an acute stressor that happened. What would be the one thing that you would do to help calm your body down? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I would run. I, I mean, I ran. I ran a lot. I kind of got rid of my stress. What are you asking? Okay. Start over. You would breathe. There you go. Breath. I would breathe breath, before I run. Two or three slow breaths can help completely calm you and reset you. You will learn how to properly breathe while you're in yoga. And a good yoga class will teach you some very good breathing techniques at the beginning. True. We are very conditioned to just react to something. So here's an example. A woman goes out of town and she has her neighbor watching her dog. And she comes back from being out of town and the neighbor literally hardly did anything at all. There's dog poop all over her house. Pee, stuff is torn up. Dog hadn't been fed. Water bowl is bone dry. Find yourself a new dog sitter. And you would be livid. Your heart rate would start going up. You'd start breathing heavy. Your ears would get hot. You'd be so mad. So you should run. You would be so <laughs> mad. But think, but running would just increase. I'm joking. I didn't realize what you said. Breathing would be the first thing to do. Before yes. you go and address the neighbor, one thing you would want to do first is take a moment to breathe. A good five minutes of breathing before you react would help you so that you could go talk to your neighbor before punching their throat. I was kidding. <laughs> okay. So. Jeez. All right. That's what my friend did. Punched her throat? No, she didn't throw, punch her throat. That's what my friend did. She took the moments of breathing before going over to talk to the neighbor. She's just like, what? Okay. Let's Watch go over the physical again. benefits of yoga real quick. All right. The physical? The physiological benefits of yoga. Physiological. So. We are constantly aging and there are surprises. There are surprises that are happening on an annual basis, monthly basis. I swear things change for me whenever I turn 41. 
when you are aging, you're seeing things happen and they're, things are getting tighter. Your muscles are losing their strength and they're losing their size. You start increasing your body fat. You start to lose your ability to balance better. Your flexibility goes down. So these are all, all these things are happening to you. You know, they're happening to you too. Don't no, lie. I'm good. Do not lie. So also normal aging includes your thyroid not working as much. I want you to think about, and your digestive system. So think about a hose. The water runs through a hose, right? Let's say that you were to kink that hose for a second and then you were to let it go. You would get a big burst of water flow through right? Because that water, because you're releasing, you tighten, release, and then you release and the water just shoots in. Got it. Okay. When you're doing yoga, you're stretching as well as strengthening simultaneously. So you have one muscle that is stretching and one that is strengthening simultaneously while you may be twisting. Well, that twisting could be cutting off a little bit of blood flow in that area. And then that would cause that organ or that gland to not receive its blood supply. And then when you unravel, then that blood just shoots right through. And then now you have better blood flow. Okay. Back pain is another one. Now you've had a lot of back pain in your life. Yeah. Right now it sucks. Yeah. Back pain is one of the biggest reasons people go to seek pain management. So if you're strengthening and you're stretching muscles and you're increasing blood flow to joints and muscles, then you're going to relieve some back pain. Yes. Stubbornly, I haven't been doing it. I would go do my Tuesday, Thursday with Alicia and that would be it. And my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I stopped doing my stretching, my yoga, I stopped everything. And then what, 10 days ago, I picked it back up. And within a very short period of time, you just, you feel the oxygen back in your body. You feel the loosening of the joints, the tension going away, the stress relieving. And it's like, why in the heck do I stop doing this? Because you're an income poop. I know. That's what I thought you. An income poop. But yeah. But think about that. What you just said, you're feeling the oxygen go in the blood flow. Your blood is your life force throughout your body. It contains oxygen and it contains nutrients. So if you have organs that are a little sluggish, there are yoga poses that stimulate digestion. There are yoga poses that help with your thyroid function, your respiratory, everything like we talked about. And when you are bringing more blood flow into your body, you actually feel lighter. So arthritis, that's another big one. Think about if yoga is able to help someone with arthritis, what can it do for people who just have some normal tight joints or tight shoulder or whatever? Just help push everything out, grease and lube the, the joints and... Grease. Grease. Grease them on up. always said... Okay, Trey has funny words that he says. He says, grease, McDonald's, Montgomery. Do you understand all of those? Yes. So do I have an issue or do you... Whatever. It's funny how you say it. It's just funny. It's yeah, just it's funny. cool. If you want to make fun of me, that's fine. Asthma. I'll be your punching bag, honey. <laughs> Please. Asthma. There are a ton of benefits to doing yoga for asthma. And it's not that your asthma is going to go away. I'm not saying that. We're saying that it will help reduce the 
amount of attacks or your dependency on your inhaler. And that is a huge right there. So if yoga can help someone with asthma, how can it help someone who just gets chronic bronchitis? Or what about someone who gets chronic pneumonia? Or what if you're an athlete and you are a runner? How can it help you in those areas as well? So it increases the blood flow rate. High blood pressure, tons of documentation on how it helps with your high blood pressure, and it can reduce or even eliminate the need for your medications. I'm going to tell you right now, don't stop taking your medicine unless you talk to your doctor. Amy Castle said to stop taking all your medications and do yoga. Amy Castle did not say that. (laughs) Amy Castle is not a doctor, (laughs) although I like to work alongside doctors. Why are you laughing? Because you do actually sneak into places and work alongside people as if you're there. As if I'm there? Um, They're like, who are you? Leave. (laughs) Leave. Man, we need to step away from the patient. (laughs) I'm like, but sir, (laughs) pain management. Yoga is believed to help reduce pain by helping your body's brain center regulate the secretion of natural painkillers. I cannot- You are killing it with the big words today. What? I mean, just slaying it. Slaying it? You sound like a doctor. Oh, no. So impressed with you. So think about it, though. How many times have you been in pain, physical pain, and then you do yoga, and then it's gone? Gone is a strong word. Reduced is better. Well, for me, it's gone because I'm better. If I would would consistently do it, it would be gone, but I can't get past 10 days. (laughs) But for you, it's more released. Weight reduction, of course, like I told you before, it's going to stimulate your thyroid gland and that helps with your metabolism. Of course, you're burning calories. So you're burning calories, you're strengthening muscles, and you're doing exercises where you do have to hold your body in a position while you're practicing breathing And it is hard and it is challenging and you can get very sore and that is going to strengthen those muscles to then they're going to require more calories and then you will burn. That's like, I mean, for, for, for me personally, as a, I wouldn't say beginner, I've been doing it for a long time, but I would always go, I remember when I first started, I would do the freaking, what is the yoga in the hot room? Oh, hot yoga. Hot yoga for 90 minutes. We did do hot yoga. That was crazy. I'd come out of there ready to just pass out and I would just go full bar instead of just working with where I'm at and being okay with that. And that's what I'm enjoying doing right now because 15 minutes to me is not intimidating. If you can't get through 15 minutes of something, you got a problem. And that helps me kind of slow down, center, get my breath, have some movement, get some blood flow, and then go about my day. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that here in just a second, because that's a good point. So then there's some preparation for other physical activities. Our daughter's a swimmer, but she's starting to develop some muscle imbalances that really need to work out. And with yoga, it is an amazing complement to her swimming. Evan is a black belt in karate. He will benefit tremendously from yoga because he needs the slow movement, right? So he's used to his drills, be his forms. So he actually has really good mind-body connection, but not Not in the form of yoga. Correct. In the different movements. And not in weights either. He's not there. Yeah, he needs to learn all that. That's what we're doing this summer though. That was pretty funny trying to show him how to lift weights. So when you have weights, that's an external stimuli 
And that was confusing his brain and he lost all mind-body connection. So he's a black belt. He does excellent. He can contract his muscles and go through his routines. You don't want to go through your karate routine looking like a noodle, right? You have to have your muscles contracted. That's an isometric contraction. And that takes a lot of mind-body connection. Well, he had it, but then when you added a weight, that's an external stimuli, he lost it. (laughs) He couldn't do it. So I showed the kids, you know, there's a broad area of fitness and you guys each have your strengths in certain areas and let's explore outside of that. Well, we got our kids working out now three days a week for summer, getting them ready. Yeah. All right. Mental and emotional benefits. Mental, emotional benefits, and we've talked about that. When you're in yoga class, you're having one hour to yourself to totally focus, to totally calm yourself, and to focus. When I say focus, I mean focus on what you're doing, focusing on the mind and body connection. And you come out of there calmer, more relaxed, more grounded. And that's important for everything that we're going through. The breath, we've talked about that. The breath is something that you're going to learn within yoga. Every class, they're going to talk about your breath. You are going to learn how to meditate because at the end of class, you're literally laying there. When I have somebody go into Shavasana at the end of class, it's usually for about five to eight minutes. When they're laying there, they come up and they all look like they just took a nap. And I tell them, do y'all realize You're only down for five minutes today. It was just your body had a chance to just, just calm for a moment. And look how amazing y'all all all have a glow about you. You look like you just woke up from a nap. And then you're going to have the yoga postures. And I want you to know that everyone can do yoga, every body. So it doesn't matter your body shape. Everyone or everybody? Every. Or everybody is everyone. Everybody. Everyone. Body. Everyone can do it. And everybody style. Everybody shape. Got it. I used to be very intimidated by yoga. This is why I stayed doing body flow. It was more of the fitness thing. It was faster. We weren't really getting into things deeply. And I had to change my mindset and say, because I always thought a yoga teacher was like tall and lean and limber and only ate salads with sprouts (laughs) on them. And I'm like, well, sometimes I want a hamburger and tater tots. And (laughs) I had to change my mindset and anybody can do yoga. So just because you are a certain shape or a certain size or a certain ability, Anybody can do this. And well, there you, you can, go. You can find a class near you or you can do it online. Trey does one online. What is hers called? I Googled 15 minute yoga and yoga with Adrian popped up. So Trey's starting small and well, I'm starting 15 minutes. 15 minutes each day, though. Yes. And I'm trying to do that seven days a week. Right. So you've chosen the proper time for you. You've also chosen the proper time of day. Yep. You had to think about it and then become like, choose your time. I had to be intentional about it and make sure that it's something I'm committing to. So, and your place for you, yoga is really great downstairs in the living room. Mm -hmm. For me, I love to go to a studio or I like to teach it. No, like that's takes too long. Trey's just, he just wants to get it in, get it out. I like people. And I like to be in there with people. So you have to find the right place for you. You may feel more comfortable in your living room 
in your bedroom, in your bathroom even. Who knows? You need to have the proper clothing. Sorry, ladies. If you're not wearing a bra and you're wearing a big old T-shirt, it's going <laughs> to flip up and you might scare somebody. You might get hit in the face. You might get hit in the face. So proper clothing is important. That's why they're called yoga pants because they stay you could put. could get hit in the face with down dog. What? You could totally get hit in the face with down dog. Before I had a breast lift, I could have got hit yeah, in the face. Smack. Yeah. Proper clothing. Okay. Proper mat. You want to have a good yoga mat. Make sure you're not using a Pilates mat that's like thick. What is that mat you got me? That thing's nice. I can't remember it's a frog what it's something. called. I can't remember what it's called at the top of my head. But if your mat is too thick, you can't have balance because when you start to go into the balance exercises, you're going to be Going off balance. Yeah. The best balance is on the hardest surface possible. And so with your yoga mat, you want it to be thin, but you may have joints that need to have some extra cushion. Well, that's why you can have a towel or a blanket. So like maybe you're doing something where your knee is down and you might want to roll up a towel and give that as a little padding for you. There's also blocks. Blocks help kind of bring the floor Shoot, up. Shoot, I live with those blocks. I can't get into those positions. Yeah, they say in yoga, if you can't touch the floor, bring the floor to you. That's why the blocks are important. Blocks are my brand. Bolsters and pillows, yoga bolsters. You can look those up on YouTube. Yoga pillows. They're really good to sit on or to help prop something up. When Trey did restorative yoga, it was really good because you can prop yourself up properly so that you're very comfortable and you want everything to completely relax. My aunt, Rebecca, Aunt Rebecca, if you're listening to this, literally every single muscle and joint in her body aches constantly. Now, a lot of that has to do with the high blood pressure medicine she was on, and now she's getting off of that, but she still has a lot of aches and pains. I told her restorative yoga would be the best place for you to start. Straps are good. Yoga straps. You could use a belt. You could use like a, what is it called? Strap, band, rope, rope, string. You can use a robe belt. That works perfect. Just using a strap. Maybe you want to wrap it around your foot. You can't touch your toes. So you wrap the strap around. So that's important. Just be committed to it. Write it down. Talk to your family about it. Hey, I'm practicing yoga. Is this time okay with you? Good. Because this is where I'm going to be. Don't bother me. Okay. Leave me alone. Develop a habit. It's going to take some time and don't have any judgment on yourself. It's okay. I'm telling y'all right now. Be humbled because you start to try and get in some of those positions. You're not going to get anywhere near where they're supposed to be. In down dog, I still cannot push my heels to the ground. I have very tight hamstrings. They've always been that way. I can't do the splits and it's okay. It's okay. I can't touch my toes very well when I'm sitting on the ground. My hamstrings are super tight. I had to get rid of all that crap, all that judgment and say, hey, it's okay, whatever I can do, okay? And I think that's about it. You don't have to get yourself into a pretzel. And when you go and search for a yoga studio, just remember that not all yoga studios are the same. So if you don't like that particular yoga studio, try another teacher and then try another yoga studio. Try online at home by yourself. And just to give you an idea, the restorative yoga, okay, next level up would be gentle yoga. Next level up would be beginner yoga, intermediate yoga, advanced yoga. I'm in the gentle yoga section. Yes. Cherry's in the gentle yoga. So I'm more in the intermediate level, okay? So that's it. I hope I inspired you. I hope Trey inspired you 
to start incorporating some yoga in your life, whether it be at a studio or with some friends outside or on a yoga YouTube channel. That's it. Thanks so much. And you'll have a wonderful day. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.